Laughing, learning, growing, community, and family. That's what we're all about. That's what we talk about over here at The Balloon Effect. I'm your host, Michael. Tune in, guys. Tune the world out. And welcome to The Balloon Effect. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to another episode of The Balloon Effect. Um, We're here doing an interview with Charisma. Hey, guys. And we're just super excited to, you know, share with you guys some perspectives and really just dig in deep with subjects that people don't talk about all the time. And I'm really excited to do this interview with Charisma. And I've been waiting a long time for this because I wanted to make sure it was right. But at the same time, I know she has a lot of things of value to share with people and perspectives that a lot of people don't get in their lives or even then friends that go through things that you don't even know what they're going through. And it's it's really hard for you to ask these questions. So that's why I want to have this interview so you can look into the mind of someone else. You can understand other people. You can have different perspectives. And that's why I'm super excited to what it's called to this interview with Charisma. It's going to be awesome. But one of the reasons that I really want to do this and just the reasons that Charisma really stuck out to me is her personality. She has a super strong personality in a good way, not a bad way at all, <laughs> that she's She's like, she she comes out as a friend automatically. And like, you really feel that you can have that confidence in her and just like, uh, like she's there for you when you really want to talk to her. And she's just such a positive person. And I really just wanted to share that with you guys. And that was one of the biggest things that really grabbed my attention and really made me want to put this importance on this interview. And especially as the first one, because I think this is going to be a really cool interview. So I'm really excited. So... Just Charisma, I don't know, anything you, you want to say from the beginning? Um, I'm just really excited. I've been super eager to get on your podcast and just really bring awareness to a lot of subjects that aren't talked about, just as you mentioned. So I'm super excited to be here and I'm super excited to listen to the questions you have for me and try to give you an honest answer. Heck yeah. Well, let's get started then. So the first question that we're going to start with is uh, what what are you, well, like, what is your most passionate subject and why? So my most passionate subject, I have to say, would be bringing awareness to domestic violence. We don't talk about it enough. And it's really impactful to me because I was in an abusive relationship for a year and a half. And I really just didn't have the help. And I really had to bring myself out of that relationship all on my own. And I feel like there are not enough resources and we just don't talk about it especially in my family like I know there have been domestic abuse cases before but of course my family doesn't talk about it which is one of the reasons why I wasn't able to talk about it and really bring myself forward to my family um, when I needed help so yeah wow that's crazy yeah I, I know one of the stereotypes or even opinions that I've heard of a lot of things like that is some people even say that it's embarrassing like and I'm like how can it be embarrassing to share these things with people like that you're going through right and it's crazy because I I understand for them it's embarrassing because it's something very personal for them and just to be that vulnerable with someone it's really hard and just that's just speaking from my personal opinion but and personal like experiences but like what what do you think about that opinion like in that is, is it is it a good thing to feel embarrassed no right no so I did feel embarrassed um And I think a lot of it comes from people blaming the victim 
instead of blaming the abuser. So many times when I first came out and I shared my story to, you know, my friends and my family and people online, a lot of times they ask me, well, why didn't you just leave? Yeah. And it's it's such a complex complex answer but it's like why are you putting the blame on me when you should really be asking the abuser why did he do it yep it's like so a lot of the times it was just like i was embarrassed because i'm not to say i you know i'm a smart girl and you know i grew up with a very high education and I was raised right from wrong and of course I was supposed to know what I was going through was wrong but I still stayed and I still dealt with it for as long as I did and for that reason I felt like I was gonna look down upon like people were gonna think I was dumb and things like that like you like it was your fault kind of thing or you asked for that kind of thing exactly yeah it's it's crazy because that's that's one thing that I've I've heard a and this podcast that I listen to pretty often is called Group Chat. They were talking about it the other day that it's pretty much like popular in today's society to, you know, say you have depression or say you're struggling with something, right? Because so many people are gaining attention from that, that now it's becoming a thing that people are like paranoid that they're like, oh, this person's just, you know, trying to get attention and all that. And like, I think that that's so insensitive to just, you know, put that label on someone automatically, like, especially when you don't understand the person or you don't even know them that well like i think the first question should be like like are you okay or like you should try to assist them and help them and really get an idea of the situation before you just you know automatically go to that judgment of like oh no they're just exaggerating like that person like they're not really going through anything they're just they just want attention and like i don't know what what is your topics or what are your feelings on that topic um, of course, that's happened to me. So because I was in an abusive relationship, it was very hard for me to get out. And I experienced depression not only while I was in the relationship, but even afterwards. So once my dad found out that I was in an abusive relationship, he was constantly asking me those questions. Well, why didn't you tell somebody? Why didn't you just leave? And then later on, you know, when he would see that I was sad, he would just be like, well, what are you so sad about? I gave you everything. You have a car, you have a roof over your head, you know? And it's just like, well, it's, it's more than just that. There's a lot of emotional and mental aspects to why I was being depressed. And my dad didn't ask those questions. He was just like, well, you have everything. So there's no need for you to be depressed. You know, there's just not enough talk about mental health, especially in Hispanic communities. Like my Definitely. dad and my mom are both Hispanic and, you know, they, we just don't talk about it enough. Even now, even when I try to talk to my parents about what I'm feeling, they just, they seem so uncomfortable. So I just leave it out of the conversation. Yeah, it's funny how like when you bring those things up and you even want to talk about it, like the first answer anyone ever gives you is what's wrong. Like, yeah. it's like it's just like literally like what's wrong like and it's like no it's not what's wrong it's uh, like either, there's so many things that go into play when it comes to these situations either association or even that quote that or that line that people say like a fox and sheep's clothing like you let someone get so close to you because you know they want to be close to you so they act a certain way and once you let them into your heart and once it becomes like a daily activity to see them all the time then they want to loosen up and then they really show you their true colors and by then either you already have feelings or by then 
are already, you know, sometimes people are even financially invested and they don't really have the best, like, uh, how do I say, the the easiest way to get out of the relationship. And like, people don't take all those things into account. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really difficult even now. Like after I initially left my relationship, my parents now, they, they don't really ask me how I'm feeling, what I'm doing. The only real help that I really get is just by going to therapy. And that's something I decided to go on my own. It wasn't like my parents helped me to find a therapist or really get the mental health and like the mental help that I needed, you know, especially then they weren't really supportive. So it was just a really difficult time to really try to find help on my own. It was crazy. Like, like just me sharing my experience with you a little bit of kind of how I can relate and kind of understand what you're talking about. Like, I remember, and I, I know you haven't heard the, the My Story episode, but maybe I'll just kind of, I don't know if I actually talked about it in detail in there, but I, this just kind of goes hand in hand with that story. But uh, I, I went through a pretty bad breakup and I went through a pretty heavy depression and I had suicidal thoughts and all that, right? And I remember like one day, like I remember this day so clearly that it was like such a dark time in my life. And like, I literally felt worthless, right? And I just started crying and I just, I just froze. Like I was just standing there and I was crying and I was just like, what the hell is happening to me? Right. <laughs> like, and, yeah. And like, my mom is my best friend. Like my mom, I love her so much and you know, she'll never do me wrong or anything. Right. And she was in the kitchen. I walked into the kitchen and I was crying like, like bawling and I was frozen. And then she just came up and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no. Like, yeah. and she's like, well, sit down and eat. Like, and I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, are you serious right now? Like, and I remember like, I like, I just sat there. Right. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go for a walk. And like, like to make the story a little shorter, like I just, I, it was raining and it was like literally the perfect day to be depressed, you know, like as in a movie, like <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it was raining outside and I just went for a super long walk. Like I had no clue where I was going and I was just crying and I was like, man like no one freaking understands like it's crazy yeah. like and i don't know it's like it's it's friends for, good friends for one are so important and during that time and honestly i feel like i didn't have too many of that many good friends during that time for myself personally but like people that actually listen are the like probably second most important because whether it's a therapist or whether it's a really good friend or even your parents or, you know, even sometimes even a stranger that's going through the same thing. Like, that's those people were so important to me. Like, and I don't know, it's funny because I, I confided in one person. Like, I, I already feel like I'm making this story longer than I wanted to. But <laughs> I confided <laughs> I confided in one person about this, like this time when this happened. Right. And it was funny because they told other people. And that was crazy because when those people were coming up to me and they're like, what, Michael, I can't believe you wanted to kill yourself. And I was like, what? How do you know that? Like, <laughs> like this yeah. person told me, like, like, what the heck? Are you guys just like hanging out and talking about me like yeah. that? Like, why don't you call me? How about that? Like, yeah, like, I don't know. I just I just I just understand that's like now I can laugh about it, obviously, because it was it was crazy. But I, I, I know what people go through and it's like that like it's like you're trapped inside your own like brain or your own body like it's it's crazy yeah but but no i definitely can understand a lot of those you know viewpoints and the struggle seriously is real <laughs> yeah for sure i had a similar um experience there was one time i was in san jose at the time i was still living on campus at san jose state and there was just a day i 
it was just such a dark moment in my life where I had already left my abusive relationship and I thought, you know, things would go back to normal and they didn't. So I was still, you know, I feel like I was in, in a deeper depression even after I left my abusive relationship. And there's just this one day, you know, I was just in my room the whole entire time and I just had these dark thoughts and I was telling my best friend that I just couldn't take it anymore, that I, you know, I couldn't go back home like I didn't know what I was doing and all of the things that I had endured and I just, I wanted the pain to go away. And I was explaining all of this to my best friend because I've known him since, since sixth grade and he was, he goes to UCLA. Yeah. So I was all the way in San Jose and I was just texting him this thing because these things, because I really didn't have anybody else to talk to. I didn't have anybody in San Jose at the time. I didn't have any close friends, close relatives. So he actually hopped on a plane that same day and oh, took a flight to San Jose to make sure that I didn't do anything to harm myself. Wow, that's you know? different. Yeah, that's awesome. And so that was the moment where I knew I really had a true friend because there had I had other people in my life asking me, you know, like, hey, like I'm here for you, but they wouldn't really reach out. And it was just that moment where I realized, okay, he really is a true friend. He really took a flight to come see me to make sure that I was okay. And just yeah. really took care of me in my darkest moments. So that was yeah. extremely helpful. Heck yeah. Shout out to him, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good friend. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm over here trying to get Postmates. The Postmates driver doesn't even show up. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> no, I'm totally joking. But no, I just, that's that's freaking awesome to have someone that you can count on like that that's that's freaking awesome for sure let's, see. let's go to our next question let me see uh sorry my phone got locked for some reason uh, <laughs> so so okay so we talked about the situation you were in right like let's dive a little deeper into like how do i say like uh someone that's in that like situation like what what kind of advice do you give them like if you're on the opposite side, right? And you didn't really know what you're going through, but you have a good idea. But then even now going through your experience, you're, you gotta, how do I say? You gotta leg up on just the ordinary person, right? Like that person going through what you went through right now, what's the advice you want to give to them? My number one piece of advice is don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you have an instinct that what you go, what you're going through is wrong, it probably is. Um, there was a lot of times where I didn't want to ask for help because as we mentioned before, I was embarrassed or I felt like I can do it on my own, but in reality, I couldn't. I needed that outside help and especially going through therapy. Um, that was really what helped me gain enough strength and courage to leave my abuser. And so I recommend therapy for everyone, whether, you know, you don't have a lot going on in your daily life, there's still something that you can talk about. And it's just so healthy. And I even then, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it just helped me so much because I wouldn't have been able to do it on my own. So absolutely ask for help whether it's your friend or a family member or a professor if you go to school anybody just there's also resources online you know every time i visited a website about domestic abuse there are hotlines you can call you can even submit something on the website and it's completely confidential so that 
it won't leave a notice like it won't stay in your history on your browser so oh, i wow. think that is comp- that's super useful cool. i i didn't do that but you know i decided to eventually get the help that i needed um so that's something i would definitely recommend always therapy there's if you go to college your counselors are usually the number one people that you can go to i had psychologist on campus so that was actually my initial reach to get some help and then through my own health insurance i decided to find my own personal therapist because i realized that i needed some serious help mm. and you know eight sessions wasn't going to be enough on campus so that's one thing and then my other piece of advice is just don't ignore the warning signs and if you feel like it's wrong it probably is you know there is many times where i would i knew something was wrong but i was oh, i would always try to convince myself that it wasn't that it was just it was just a bad day yeah this and is normal kind of yeah thing. like it's not just a bad day it's going to happen again and on average at least it takes somebody in an abusive relationship to leave seven times before they finally wow. leave him indefinitely so that's pretty huge. It definitely took me a long time. There were several attempts where I had told myself, "Okay, I'm going to leave. This is going to be the last time." And then a couple days later or 2 weeks later, I would be back in the same situation. Yeah. So Wow, I was def- like, yeah, you're stuck in a cycle kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, one one thing that um this book that I read, it's a uh, Love and Respect. It's it's about marriage and pretty much like uh, the mutual understanding and the the gentleman that wrote it he's a psychologist and he does he does therapy for marriages and everything too and he talks about one of those concepts with therapy right that everyone feels that you have to go to therapy once you're already either sick or broken or you know messed up whatever all those words that people use right but in reality therapy is there to prevent that <laughs> like yeah. like you like you you shouldn't show up once you know you feel terrible you should be you like you should consider it and it should be a normal thing because that's that's a way of life like just understanding like on a greater level or even having someone to talk to or to you know gain a better understanding of like your thought process like it's not something that someone should go to just because they're sick it's something that should be normalized like and it's crazy like that's i don't know that's just one thing that i just wanted to put out there that like it's not something that you should only go to when you feel bad you know you should always go to it because it's, it's just a good habit to have like, yeah of yeah that was, that was one of the things that my mom recommended for me and Catherine marriage counseling that she's like get it before you get married or while like in the beginning when you're in the honeymoon because that's how you build the foundation to have a healthy marriage you don't wait till it's all messed yeah. up and then you go yeah. like like yeah that's the smart way so exactly. i don't know like even if you have a little hunch like maybe i should go just go like it's not, nothing you're not gonna get hurt it's like it's not it's gonna do nothing but benefit you so i, I don't course. know just break down those walls of people feeling like you know i i gotta do i really need it kind of thing like even if you kind of need it do it <laughs> yes of course that has really it's changed my life so much even then like once i had finally found myself getting better i still went to therapy just because that's life life is full of ups and downs and it's not going to stop it's going to happen you know all the time so even when i was fine and i didn't really see myself 
in a bad place, I would still go just to talk about life. And I really see my therapist as somebody that I can count on as a, not only as my therapist, but as a friend as well. And so I just go and talk about life. I tell her, you know, what's going on with my friends or what's going on at work. And, you know, sometimes that's all I need is just somebody. It's just a safe space where I can talk to somebody and there's no judgment and everything that's going on outside of my life. You know, I can just ignore it and just focus on myself with this one person that can give me the professional advice that, you know, I probably need. Yeah, it's like a professional best friend. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way I like to think of it. (laughs) At least that's a good way to think of it, I think. (laughs) But just uh, let's go into our next question. So just diving in a little deeper, like, like, based on, how do I say, like, the what you've been through and you know these conflicts that you had and the breakthroughs that you've had obviously like what was one of the hardest decisions that you had to make like and what was kind of the mental or like emotional like boundaries of why you couldn't make it if that made sense like why why was there any hesitation what was like why was it hard kind of thing so when i left my abuser for the last time It was a very dark day, and I remember it perfectly. I had actually told my abuser that I was pregnant, and he wasn't happy about that. He blamed me, and he told me that it was all my fault, that why would I do this to him? And I told him that, you know, it wasn't just me. It was him involved, and that I really wanted to, you know share this experience because I thought it was, you know, going to be better for us in some way. That'd be a turning point kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Of course not. Of course he was furious. So I was in the car while he was driving and he was like, if you think you're going to keep this, you're not. And he was like, you know, he was like, you're just such a whore. He was like, this is all your fault. I don't know why you're doing this. If you keep this baby, I hope you know I'm not going to be in your life. Blah, blah, blah. And he was just going off on me. And I just remember I was crying. It's just like, how could he say all these things when it's like I was pregnant with his child? Yeah. And he was so angry. So he actually ended up dropping me off in an alley. Luckily, the alley was kind of near my house. So I just got off of the car, I didn't hesitate, and I just began walking home. And then as I was walking home, he called me and he started yelling even more. And he was like, you're just such a whore. And he was like, I hope you die. And he was like, I hope you get hit by a car while you're walking home, or I hope that you kill yourself. And that's when I knew I needed to leave. That was really just my breaking point, you know, and... I just remember crying and thinking to myself, like, how could he say all of these things to me? And that's when I told myself, you know what? I just needed to leave. That was it. That was, that was just it for me. And so I remember going home and, um, you know, I just wiped my eyes and I tried to pull myself together. And I told my mom that, you know, I needed to start seeing a therapist. So how do I go about that with my insurance? So that same day, I called my insurance and they sent me a list of therapists that I can see within my network. And the next day, I began calling and 
luckily out of the six therapists that I called my therapist actually got back to me and from then I just that's when the process of leaving just really began wow yeah one thing that I kind of wanted to you know really highlight that you said is that you made that decision right that like that's it and that's that's one thing that I feel like people overlook so much is that some people think that you know it's it's gonna go the way it's supposed to go or oh like it's gonna if it's meant to be what is it if it's meant to be it's for me or something like that <laughs> like yeah those like like cheesy quotes of those like those cliches they, yeah they just feel <laughs> like you know everything's gonna go with the flow and it's just gonna go how it is but like you said you made that decision and that's why it's so important to reflect and to really think and to like you said too like if you think it's going wrong it probably is so like like make that decision like don't like i don't know i've seen so many people that have internal conflicts and they just kind of like you know they're like mm, maybe this will just work itself out right like yeah but if like if you know you have a conflict or if you know you're struggling with something like make that decision to either get better or just stop beating yourself up about it like because there's just so many times that you know you just get stuck in that endless circle of like oh i don't know should i or should i not should i or should i not and you feel like crap more and more because you have that internal conflict constantly and i just i just think i loved what you said that you said you made that decision because that's so important and just i don't know i just remember getting out of bad like situations like not not the same at all but like even like those bad moments for myself that i had to make a decision to get out of it because it just it just doesn't happen on its own and that's just one thing i really wanted to highlight because i don't know just some people just get stuck in the cycle and i think it's so important to just make that decision and go with it like trust yourself yeah like so but i just wanted to you know that seriously like you're a hero like that's that's <laughs> that's the biggest thing like with this podcast that i want to accomplish and i'm like people that i bring on here for interviews and everything you guys are heroes because you lived through something. You went through something and now you have a message to share with people. Now you have, like I told you before, I know we talked on the phone before, like you're you're a beam of light for people that are going through this, that people that are struggling because now they can ask you questions. Now they can, you know, that you can relate to them because of things like that. And that you really are the everyday hero. And that's exactly why, you know, I wanted to interview you and bring you on the podcast and just let you share your message with people. But one of the questions I just had next one was just how can people get, like help you get your message out like what is either campaigns or what is some things you're gonna do or just like how how can they help you with this passion that you have so october is actually domestic violence awareness month so you as an individual can help by either volunteering at a shelter or donating goods or you know if you someone you know is in this situation something similar to my situation then you know I would just reach out to them but sometimes they aren't going to accept your help so sometimes you just have to you know not go behind their backs but get them the help they need to really get them out of that situation Um, but back to you know volunteering and donating goods for the month of October up until November 5th I will be accepting donations so this can be food clothing everything actually has to be new so I will be donating everything to a domestic violence shelter in Los Angeles I haven't decided which one yet just because I know there are a couple but there is a specific domestic violence shelter that I am 
really interested in volunteering at and donating these goods to. Awesome. So, yeah. Heck yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, that's a, it's definitely one thing to, you know, say things, but when, when you go and you back it up, that's, that's what makes all the difference. And I'm just really excited to, you know, get people behind you and really, like, help you spread this message and really, like, help people out there that are going through the same thing or similar things. And, uh, yeah, just next next question. So, like, kind of what, like, I don't know, what I, we started this podcast because of what it's called, like, heroes, everyday heroes. But I just want to kind of talk about, like, what are some of your inspirations as far as, like, people or, like, some people you would recommend to either listen to or... I don't know maybe classes of people just inspirations to you like who are your heroes kind of thing um you know that's kind of a difficult question <laughs> but I would definitely say my mom has to be one of them my mom was a single mother and you know everything that she has ever done was always for me you know and my mom actually went through a similar situation as I did my dad was abusive and she had made the decision to leave him when I was young. So they separated when I was one. Um, but unfortunately, my dad wasn't the best father. And, you know, my mom really just did everything on her own. And I am super grateful. She made that she made sure that everything I needed was, you know, given to me. And she sometimes gave me what I wanted. <laughs> um, you know, but she always made sure that I had a great education. She always made sure that everything that I needed was taken care of. And even though I'm 20, she still takes care of me. You know, That's awesome. she still she still helps out with college. You know, those bills aren't going to pay itself. So yeah, moms actually. are the best. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm super, super grateful for her. Um, and yeah, I think that's just my biggest, she is really my biggest inspiration. Everything that I do is for her and, you know, everything. Heck yeah. That's, and that she does is for me. So that's awesome. Yeah, mom power is always the best. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with that one. I love my mom so much. So <laughs> I totally can agree. <laughs> so, so this is probably going to be the last question. Is just what is like what is your opinion on the best way to learn? You know, for me, I always like to learn hands on. I am more of like a hands on slash visual learner. Um, even in school, like I just, I have to do things hands-on in order for me to really understand that, especially with math. Like I really have to go step by step and really figure out the problem myself, um, in order to really understand what's going on. But in life, I think life is all about experiencing things. And, you know, my mom protected me as much as she could from the world, but there's a lot of things that I needed to learn on my own. Yeah. And that's all just through experience. It's just experiencing things. And you know, you're not always gonna succeed at everything you do. You're gonna fail, but failing is a part of life. And you know, failing sometimes is really where you just learn the most. So I think it's yep. just all about experience and just putting yourself out there and putting yourself in, you know, situations that sometimes make you uncomfortable, but the end result is really gonna give you um, that learning experience that everyone needs. Yeah, there's a line I like to say, sometimes you live and sometimes you learn. Exactly. <laughs> there's no losing. It's just it's just the way life works. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you got to stick around good friends and that's why you got to be around good people and it's just it's just that's just the way it is. Life's going to give you ups and downs no matter what. <laughs> exactly. Well, I just wanted to thank you 
for this because this was awesome. This was really fun. And I think we got a lot of good points across and I think we really got to share your story in a really good light. And I, I'm really excited to share this with, you know, the audience. And I, I, I hope this isn't the last that we hear from you. And, you know, maybe we can do some extra episodes or something cool and, you know, just talk about maybe women's awareness or different topics, either politically or anything. We'll have some fun with whatever, but I just wanted to say thank you very much for this and really appreciate it. And I, I know people are going to get a lot of value of this, so I'm super excited to share it. Thank you. I mean, you know, like I said earlier, I've been wanting to do this for a while. So thank you for giving me the platform to really bring awareness to that, sharing my own story. I've been wanting to, you know, share my story for a very long time now and really share my experience and hopefully my experience helps others. Yeah, no, it definitely will. <laughs> I, I already, <laughs> yeah, I already know it for sure. But uh, so for the listeners, um, so what we'll do is we'll probably on the Instagram page, we'll either link your Instagram or tag you. And through there, they'll be able to follow you if they have any messages for Charisma or anything. We'll post it up on the Instagram. Or if you guys have any questions, feel free to message me and I'll direct you guys to Charisma. But she was awesome, as you guys can tell. And this was just an awesome episode. And again, I can't thank you enough, Charisma. This was so awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Looking forward to more episodes. I'm excited. So we're signing out. Alrighty. Bye-bye.